So I know most of you guys pretty well, and most of you know me pretty well. Um, we get to pass this church, and it's a privilege. My paying job throughout the week is tutoring music, and I love it. I love it. I get to hang out with a bunch of students and um, play guitar and drums and, and piano and stuff. And um, I have some tutors that I get to support and encourage, and it's, it's wonderful. Sometimes, midterm, um, it gets a lot. So it feels sometimes a bit overwhelming, a bit busy, a bit full. And I think maybe some of you guys have experienced that, that sense of busyness or full or overwhelm. And I, I want to talk about that this morning. We'll live these full lives. But I want to start off by encouraging you. I want to remind you, first of all, that God loves you. We know this, but let's look at the scriptures and let's start off with an encouragement. For by him, this is from Colossians 1, 16 to 17. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. So all things were created through him and for him. And that includes us. So let's start off with just reminding ourselves that we were made by the Father for Jesus. So next time, Frank, someone says, You're God, what are you, God's gift? You can say, well, yes, I am. <laughs> we are God's gift to Jesus. And that's incredible. And we can feel this sense of love. And I want to pray that this morning that God might remind someone here how deep the Father's love is for us. But for some of us, we've heard it so many times that it's kind of like, okay, what do I do with that? I'm kind of not in a root way, but so what? It, 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 we need to be reminded of the impact and maybe we need to get practical. So I want to... My aim today is to make the spiritual very practical. So there's going to be there's going to be something that you can do this week from this message. If you have somebody that you can write down, I want to encourage you to do that. There are lots of things that we can come to or serve at corporately. There's church on Sunday, which you're all here at. Well done. It's great to see you. It's great to see you. There's life groups. There's Encounter, which is on tonight at Padstow for the first time ever, which is like a young adult's exciting worship night, but everyone should go, especially tonight. There's mentoring, men's and women's events, creative, creative nights, life care, care, community dinner. There's lots of places that we can come to to be encouraged, to serve at, and to grow. Lots of corporate events, and corporate events are really, really good. God did not create us to be in a bubble. Come to these things. If there's one of these things that you haven't been to for a while or ever, give it a go. Give it a go. We'll give it a go again. But today, what I want to talk about is our personal walk with God. In our personal lives, how are you going? Because for a lot of us, there's a problem. And it's a problem that causes a disconnect from God. It's kind of like that the reception isn't good. We can answer, but we can't hear properly. 
The problem is busyness. Busyness is the problem. I can see a few notes. And <laughs> I think this morning you might feel encouraged and challenged at the same time, I hope. Busyness is the problem. When I say busyness, what do I mean by that? So I don't what I don't mean is necessarily your to-do list. Your to-do list might be very, very long. And that relates to busyness, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the opposite of a peaceful spirit. It's an attitude, this attitude of busyness, or this feeling of busyness that can come from a long to-do list. It can come from being overwhelmed. It can come from all the pressures from outside, expectations. When we're kept busy, but not doing the main thing, this feeling of busyness. But we don't keep the main thing the main thing. Busyness leads to confusion, anxiety, lacking peace. Busyness can lead to directionless, directionless, feeling alone, feeling like a fake. This is uh, the leftovers from my breakfast. This granola, honey spiced, delicious. Is that a bit gross? A little bit? It's kind of gross. Busyness leads us to give God the leftovers. And it's just plain wrong that the God who created us for him as a present to live this relational life with him would receive the leftovers. It's just plain wrong that we lead, instead of these lives of adventure, these lives of peace, these lives of feeling like we're on a treadmill. Don't you want to get off the treadmill? I have felt the busyness, this sense of anxiety or this sense of um, overwhelm in work, as I spoke about before, in life, even in ministry. And it, I must admit, my personality is like excitable. I get super excited about things. Yep, I just do. And also, the kind of the other side of that is that I can feel a sense of ADD anxiousness. And that's something that I struggle with. But I do struggle with it. I wrestle with it. I'm on purpose going at this thing. I want the peace of God. And I have experienced the peace that passes understanding from His presence. And what I do is, I'm going to talk about some of it, but one of the things I do is I read little books like this, this is a really good one. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. I read it earlier this year, and I'm going through a bit of it again at the moment. I go through uh, Bible studies, and sometimes specifically to do with peace or beating this attitude of busyness or engaging with God. And um, a few other things that I'm going to talk about now. 
So let's make the spiritual very practical. If you struggle with this or if you know someone that does, I've got a four-part plan and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be really helpful. So there's four points. Not every point you will be able to relate to, but everyone will be able to relate to one. And what I want you to do at the end in 10 or 15 minutes is to pick one number and everyone to put your hand up in the air and put up a number one or two or three or four, whatever it is that is the thing that you relate to the most. Make sense? Let's go. So, how do we beat this enemy of busyness? The first thing is to be still. Psalm 46 says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. That's so cool. But how do you do that? This is practically a way to be still. What I want you to do, if this is your point, find a spot. Bill Hubble talks about having a chair. I want you to think of a spot in your house or in your back garden or around the corner from your place, somewhere that you can have access to every day. Even think of it now. It might be that that lounge at the back which has the nice sun or it might be that dusty place around the corner, but at least no one will interrupt you there. Find a spot and think of that spot. And I want you this week to go there. And I want you to set a timer. This is if you're at this, this maybe if you've been at this church for 30 years, this first point is, is not going to be helpful for you. But may, maybe it will be. Just try it. I want you to set a timer for 4 minutes and 30 seconds. Doesn't seem like long. And I want you for that four minutes and 30 seconds to be still, to relax your body and to be still and and to acknowledge that He is God and that He's He's present with you. As thoughts and anxieties come up, and they possibly will, give them to God. And in fact, it's, not, it's okay, maybe even a good thing if this happens, because those thoughts and anxieties that come up, you can, you can see that they're the, the areas in your life that you need to pray for. If it's a work thing or a work colleague that, that comes up as a worry, you can pray for that particular thing really quickly and say, God, take this, this is yours. I give you this worry, I give you this, this anxiety, and go back to being still. This takes practice. If it's difficult, that's okay. And I want you to not feel guilty about the time. Now, if you have time to go for, and and the concentration to go for 20 minutes or half an hour or an hour, that's wonderful. But if you're just getting started, just set a timer for four and a half minutes. God is outside of time, and he can do miracles in 30 seconds. Four and a half minutes is ages to our God. He needs just a moment. Now, once you've done this a few times and you're kind of starting to nail it, I want you to add to it reading the Bible. Maybe the maybe the second or third time that you're doing it, I want you to read the Bible. And 
you can read through Mark, you can read through Luke, you can read through, uh, it's all good. But what can be really helpful is to pick a, a new version plan or another plan. And one that I would really recommend at the moment I'm going through a plan called Soul Rest, Seven Days to Renewal on YouTube. Julie, uh, on YouTube, on new version. Julie just said that's awesome. She's done, I'm assuming she's done it. It's really, really good. And you can set a timer for another four or five minutes, go through your day's plan, read it slowly. Once you're done, if there's any time left, you can journal or pray, or you could just go back to being still and acknowledging that He's God. Why do we be still? Well, remember before in Psalm 46, He asks us to do it. So it's a sense of being obedient. And it's good for us. There's so many studies that have come out about meditation, and a lot of uh, the studies are about Eastern meditation, but this is the big still, and God made you to do this. And when we be still, even if you're not someone that believes in God, it's good for you to do it. Give it a go. God is not limited by time. And in four and a half minutes or ten minutes, he can do amazing things. Especially if you're just getting started. That's where that's where I would begin. Next point. Get regular. As we get older, we know how important it is to get regular. And what I want you to do, once you've been still with God and you're reading your Bible, is your next point is to work on getting regular. It takes practice. I want you to set yourself up to win. You could put this in your calendar. You could tell someone today in the coffee that I'm going to get regular this week. That'll be fun. You could even ask someone to hold you accountable. You could put it on your to-do list. Use your to-do list for good. You could set up a game where somewhere you write up a tally of every time you spend 10 or 15 minutes with God and you try and get four or five done this week. That would change. If you're going from zero time with God to five, 10 or 15 minutes with God in a week, that will change your life. Next Sunday, you'll be a different person. You will feel free. You will feel full of joy and purpose and life. Yeah, from zero to that would be huge, and you could do that. Don't beat yourself up. It takes practice. The world, the flesh, and the enemy are trying to give you the attitude of busyness. Be gracious with yourself. In fact, try try and outgrace God. But I want you to get regular because God deserves more than our leftovers. It's just wrong that the God who made us for our relationship with Him would get our leftovers. Let's get off that treadmill. And so maybe for you, you need to get regular. Be still, get regular. The third point, and this maybe is where you're at, hours, days. Once you have been still and acknowledged God, and then you get regular with that, and you're doing your quiet times, that's what what a lot of us call them, when you're being still and reading our Bible, is hours, days. And if you're a fairly mature Christian, this is probably where you're going to be at. Jesus used to 
hang out with people and minister to lots of people. He had a full schedule. He was busy, but without the attitude of busyness and without the feeling of busyness. And one of the things he would do is he would set aside time and go away and spend time with just him and his father. And what I mean by that is, I mean, he would spend an hour or hours with his, with his father. And, and I reckon if Jesus did it, then it's probably going to be good for us too. Maybe for you in your life stage right now, that's not actually possible. And if that's the case, then don't feel condemned. You can work on number, point number two and point number four when it comes up. But maybe what you could do this week is say, okay, I'm going to put in my calendar this week or in a few weeks' time to spend time for a few hours with just me and Jesus, no interruptions. I'm even going to take a morning off work, which might cost you. Or I'm going to take a Saturday off, see a hubby if I'm going to go, see a wife, you're looking after the kids, or, or she's probably always looking after the kids, so maybe not that. But you know what I mean? Do a negotiation. Do a, a thing where you're serving each other, especially if you're a husband and wife, to allow each other to do it. Look after the kids so that the other person can go. It's going to be really, really powerful. For me, what I do is I go, here, this is Mount Anne Botanical Gardens. And so every uh, fortnight on a Monday, I on a Monday afternoon at about 4 o'clock, I go here and spend an hour or two. And it's awesome. I don't talk to anybody. Um, I just talk to God. I read my Bible. I do some journaling. Got my... I think we've got my here. Yep. This little guy. And I feel really encouraged when I come away from this. I feel challenged. Um, I went two weeks ago and God challenged me and encouraged me. And that's what God does. And maybe if you're someone who's already regular, your next step is going to be to spend some significant deep time with God, or more of that. Don't do it at Mount Man and Ten Gods at 4 o'clock on Monday afternoon. I don't want to see you. <laughs> Find your own place. <laughs> Point four, pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of Christ Jesus for you. So if you are being still with God, and you're getting with God regularly, and either you already are spending significant time going deep with Him, or that's not possible in your life right now, this might be where you're at. To pray without ceasing, to bring that time where you spend that deep time with Jesus back into your everyday life, that sense of stillness, that settled spirit, to bring it back into your everyday conversations. So where you go and when you walk into church, instead of being super task-focused, and I get that there's heaps of stuff to get done when we walk into church a lot of times, instead of being task-focused, we might be, while we're doing the task, praying. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're with me. How can I encourage Alex today? You're, you're incredible, Alex. When we're hanging out with someone at Moorbank, 
and we're having a conversation with them. We're also having a conversation with Jesus saying, Jesus, have you got a word for me for this person right now? Is there something that I can encourage them in specifically? That praying without ceasing is kind of the goal. That continuous connection with our, with our wonderful, wonderful Father. So, um, be still, get regular, hours, days, pray without ceasing. I said 10 minutes ago that I was going to get you all to pop your hand up and to put up a number one, two, three, or four. So I'm going to give you 10 seconds to just think through which one do you connect with the most right now. And then after, I'm going to count to three, and then what I want everyone to do is to pop your hand up with that number, four, three, two, or one. You ready? One, two, three. Hand up. Number four, awesome. Number two, number three, number all the numbers. That's cool. Every number is represented. Wonderful. Pop your hands down. So what I want us to do is to to take action, to do something about that today and this week. Let's do something about that right now. So if you have a to-do list with you, if you have a journal, if you have your phone, if you have some, something that you can write down in, even if it's your phone and you're going to text it to yourself, what I want you to do is I want you to grab it and don't check your Facebook. I want you to text yourself or write down whatever number it is that you're going to do. Now, if you don't have anything to write down, then take a really strong mental note that this week you are going to work on, or this week I'm going to find a time in my schedule where I can. Cool. How good is that feeling when you've done, when you've ticked off a box, when you've ticked off something really important? It's, it's a great feeling, like task done. Awesome, love that task. This is the most important thing we can do. So how good is the feeling when you've done a quiet time? Like even a quiet time or this being still with God where it's new and difficult, is the most connecting with the creator is the most important thing you can do. So you're going to feel fantastic when you go from zero to doing that four or five times in a week. And there's a lot more than that because our God wants to connect with us while we're doing that. What I want is to avoid this sense of aloneness or anxiety or guilt that comes from this attitude of business. And maybe it is going to be that practically we have to cut down on tasks and say no to things. That's for sure, for some of us, what's, what's going to need to come from this. But I felt busy when I'm not even busy. And it comes from this attitude or this feeling or this spirit of busyness, which I then can take into the rest of my life. If I've really got a spirit of peace, no pressure, no expectation is going to bother me. So what I want to do is to challenge you not to give God our leftovers because he deserves more, but to do something this week that might cost you, that might be difficult. So to start by being still, or to work on getting regular, or this week to figure out, I'm going to spend an hour or three hours with God, or this week I'm going to figure out when I can do that. And that might not be for two weeks' time, that's okay. Or I'm going to bring that sense of deep 
relationship that that you have with Jesus back into your everyday life and to pray without ceasing, without ceasing. Because that's the goal. That's what the Bible says for us to do. It, it's not about us. Our spiritual life, our spiritual journey affects everyone around us. And what I want to see is LifeGate Liverpool on fire for God because we all have this really, really strong, deep sense of peace, that comes from this intimate connection with Jesus. That's going to be awesome. We are on the way. Amen. We are on the way. It's very exciting to be here. It really is. God deserves more than our, our leftovers. He deserves our best. But what I want to leave you with is the encouragement that I started with. He made you as a gift the Father made you as a gift to Jesus. He loves you. He wants to connect with you. I'm going to pray for you, and then the worship team will get up, if that's cool. And we're going to connect with God. But this week, I want you to do something about it. In fact, today, if you're ready to get regular, why don't you talk to someone in the cafeteria about that? Let's pray. Jesus, you are incredible. You are kind and patient. Father God, I thank you that you made us for Jesus. And we want to say that you deserve more than our leftovers. You deserve more than busyness. We repent of busyness in Jesus' name. We repent of giving you anything but the, the best and the first in Jesus' name. I repent of that, God. That's a struggle for me as well as I'm sure many of you guys here. We want to say that you are God, you are first, and we want to honor you with all of our lives, God. It helps us to take that practical step this week to go on the next step of that journey. And I just give you your life, get Liverpool to you, and I love these guys. You love these guys. In Jesus' name.